Did you know at Kroger, shopping online with pickup and delivery is the same as shopping in-store? Same low prices, same personalized deals, same rewards, with no hidden fees or markups on your same family favorites, like Honeycrisp apples and pasta sauce. The only difference is you don't have to put on shoes. Start your cart today at Kroger.com. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, yes, we finally made it. Yep, it's going to be a big weekend this weekend. Infinity War is here. <laughs> Can't wait to see what, what James Cameron is talking about. Oh, really? You know, I think this is a setup. Like, you know what, before I get into it, I do need to say one thing. Welcome to the J-Man Show here on K360 Radio. Hello, J360 Legion, and welcome back to the J-Man Show, here for episode 53. I am your host, Jay, of course, and we've got much to look into, and since I've managed to land a day off from my day job for once, and with some free time that I have going for the rest of the week, I can go ahead and squeeze in a couple episodes. But don't push it, man. I'm only going to squeeze in 53, but I will say that today is a very special day because it's the one-year anniversary of the Cyclone series. And yeah, while we might have had some time for it, that series does deserve it. I am happy to see that we finally achieved one year of producing it. So, you know, it's it's a big day. It's a pretty big day. And not to mention, we still on the road to Infinity War. And I know it's been a while, but I have to keep telling y'all, it is great to be back on the mic with you all right now. And it seemed like things were a little quiet here at J360 Productions. Not at all. Oh, with the summer movie rush on the rise, and the Avengers once again leading the pack, you know... We've been pretty busy with trying to get our own stuff coming together. Not to mention, I'm sure some of you noticed about the video game series that's coming. And then, of course, you have, like, J360 Radio Live. Which, by the way, since it's a live show, you actually can interact with us on the page when we do the show and stuff like that. And we will communicate with you as we are producing it. So, you know, hey, come on out next time we go ahead and work on the uh, episode. Which, by the way, I think episode two should be landing next Monday. You know, considering the circumstances. So, hey, when we go ahead and we go live on any single one of these shows, you know, just come on out, socialize with us a little bit. But, since it is Avengers time again, you know I have to do the number one thing, right? I have to refrain from using social media for a while. I just have to stay away from it. Because the spoilers, the leaks, and the lies are, in some cases, fanfic theories during Marvel time. It's always a pain in the ass to go through, especially if you have a lot of anticipation, which I do for this movie. You know, because think about it, 10 years leading to this point. Like right now, I'm kind of on the road with it. I have Iron Man sitting right here in the Blu-ray. I'm just going to go ahead and go through the motion on this, and I'll tell you why. You know, some of y'all will probably be like, well, Jay, I mean, are you going to squeeze all those movies in one day? Huh. Well, that would be one hell of a challenge, but no, I can't do that. But I will tell you this, right? You see, if you have a lot of anticipation for a movie like this, as I've said in previous episodes, the worst purpose of spoiling isn't just what, you know, I named there. It isn't reaction videos. It isn't other content creators from time to time. Hell, it's not even super fans. 
No, the worst culprits are the ones that make these movies themselves. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Disney. You know exactly what you've been doing. They just love to give so much away, especially in either trailers or TV spots. Now, I know it's marketing, but still, when you're selling something that piques us as an audience's interest, you know to feed that interest, right? But here's the thing. Don't overstuff it when we don't have the interest anymore. Like, we don't got everything we need or we don't saw something from a leak that we really don't even have to push for it anymore. You know what I mean? Now, by me saying that is, it would be pointless to compare today's marketing to old school marketing because of the rate that we consume media nowadays, it's just miles ahead of the classic way. So it's always around. And then you figure on one hand, they have to give a little more for us to look at because seeing the same image from time to time, that just leads to boredom and it's not going to help. But you see like when they go ahead and give too much away, like how Peter got off the bus and everything else. Like it was funny seeing Ned do that, but I would probably have a better time if I saw it in the theater when it actually happens. You, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, show us a little bit more of what Thanos is up to. A little bit more. A little bit more. Yeah, actually, he's kind of doing his part, right? He's going after the gems, putting them in his Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, all hell's going to break loose come tomorrow because people won't know how to act. So make sure you get your tickets ahead of time if you haven't been spoiled by this movie. But with the way that movies market nowadays, you know, sometimes you look at it and say, okay, they gave too much away here. They gave too much away. I might as well just start collecting the clips and the sound waves from it and just go ahead and put together my own version of the movie. Would you be breaking laws? Probably, but at the same time, you know, they gave it to you, right? And I'm sure some of y'all are out there doing it now, but if you are, don't, don't, don't say anything about it. But you see, that's the thing. We cannot beat a monster like that in complaining. So I guess the best thing to do is just utilize tunnel vision and rewatch some of the older films. So I'm going to try to at least get through phase one tonight. And I think since I got a day off tomorrow, I'm going to go ahead and try to get through phase two. So, you know. Go ahead and get to that build up, and then we're still in phase three, right? Yeah, because this is supposed to be the tie-in of phase three, and then after that, phase four begins. So it'll be interesting. But I know since a lot of y'all on the other side of the world saw this movie first, I'm avoiding you like the plague. And don't ruin this for anybody, really, because some people are more into this than I am. But just to clear the air, I will tell you this. I'm not going to go to the first showing of Infinity War. And personally, for future reference, for all you nuts, I really don't give a damn about the first showings. You know, think about it. A huge crowd of people rushing in. Half of them did not bathe or brush their teeth. The theater already smells, and it'll smell even worse because of that. Oh, and let's not forget my favorite part. When people talk through the whole damn film. In real life, right, when you work and you gather your money so you can see this film... It's amazing to see that you're gathering the money, not just for going to the movie and go ahead and getting your seat in some cases or getting that popcorn combo that you want, but you also get to hear stupid people converse constantly. You see what I'm saying? That happens when you're on the job, when they con converse about anything that's pertaining to them, and then they'll sit there, they'll talk about this stuff, talk about this stuff, talk about this stuff, but you see, you're in the movie theater that you paid about... 15 or so bucks for and you got your good seat but you see you're sitting right next to that person and they don't know when to shut up because apparently when the movie's on that's their time to talk too and you're trying to listen to that 7.1 sound but instead you're hearing the sound of your peers complaining about things on screen they don't agree with yeah i ain't got time for that nonsense so it goes like this i'll go to another showing when those ass clowns are at work so i can also get the theater to myself sit back and relax now, I know sometimes that sounds selfish, but hey, 
You got the right to be selfish when it's your downtime. Because that is your time to be. You see, we all want to go ahead and practice good nature and be giving to others and things like that. But then there are times where you just got to take a fair way and say to hell with it. You know? Like, if I want to see the Avengers go ahead and do what they got to do to fight against Thanos, everybody around me is not there. You understand what I'm saying? It's kind of hard when I go to the movies with my friends or when I go to the movies with my family. You know, because you see, like, they want to ask me questions about it. But you see, at that point, I'm in tunnel vision, and I'm trying to see what's going on. And if there's that crucial part that I paid 15 bucks to sit there throughout all those commercials and all that other yada, yada, yada crap that has nothing to do with me, and you trying to ask me something, yeah, I'm going to be a little sore about it because that is the part of the movie I need to pay attention to so I know exactly what the villain's overall goal is right now. You understand what I'm saying? Now, I know we're all saying that, you know, he wants to enslave the universe and he wants to do all this other stuff, but there's more to it than that. And you see, if I miss out on that part, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm annoyed the whole damn time because... You see, because that's the whole crux of it. You want to see why these characters are doing stuff. You want to know what it's all about. And you want to see what's happening. So, like, when all these characters come in during that final battle, it's fulfilling. And you see other people don't realize that. They realize, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to the movie, but apparently I'm in the movie, too. Eh, stupid stuff, man. You know? So, yeah. That's my time to be selfish. A little solo time can be the best thing in the world. And I'll cover that in another episode. But, while we're still on this whole superhero movie kick that's going on right now, I really like the new trailer for the Venom movie. And this time we're going to talk about the symbiote. Or is it symbiote? You know, it's symbiote. It's been symbiote for the longest time. But now because that trailer come out, now everybody want to do symbiote. Symbiote. Indeed, indeed. But this time we heard the symbiotes talking to Brock. And it's usually implied in the comics about the voice of the symbiote. But you see, now the voice is heard. And in addition to Tom Hardy's casting, this movie is starting to grow on me, you know? However, the jury is still out on exactly what the story of this movie is about. Now, I'm going to assume that it's a distilled version of the Lethal Protector miniseries and a few of the Agent Venom storylines. I think it's going to be a distillation of all of that. And if it is, it could work out to be something pretty good on its own. I think they said something about Tom Holland's having a cameo appearance in there. Of course, he's going to be as Peter, but you realize that, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, you see how that plays out. I hope it actually works out to something good. Maybe there's something bigger in the works, or who knows? But here's how it goes. I'm going to give the movie its dip. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go ahead and say the movie's bad. I'm not going to say, I ain't going to invest no money in that and stuff. And there's probably some previous episodes where I said, you know what? I don't think I'm going to invest in it. I don't think a movie based around Venom's a good idea and stuff like that. No, I never said that. I said pretty much like, I'm still kind of wondering what the story of the movie's about. I can't get excited about it because back then I haven't saw anything on it. But now that I've seen what I've seen, I kind of like where it's going. And also, I had a thing on Instagram not too long ago where I had the design of the new symbiote look because we finally got a look at it now compared to Venom's first appearance on film, Spider-Man 3. Now, some of y'all were nice enough to pick right, and some of y'all were nice were nice enough to pick left. Because, you see, on the left side is the new appearance, right side is the old appearance. Now, between you and me, what I would do if I was a part of the whole thing, I would find a way to combine the two. 
because I really like the way the eyes looked on the Spider-Man 3 version of Venom, but I really like the way the mouth and teeth look on the new Venom stuff, because at least now they got the tongue slithering out and everything, you know what I mean? Like, see, some people say, like, it was more alien than Spider-Man, and it's like, well, you know, technically that side of Venom is an alien anyway, and it's manifesting the darker interpretations of what it is along with its host, so yeah, all of that stuff actually comes together, and that's the way Venom looks in the comic. So, you see, the thing is, I'm going with the left. The left was very broad on, and I know this, right? See, that's the, what? That's not the first trailer, but that's the second trailer, but the first time we got a look at the symbiote. So, you know that as they are kind of still working on the kinks of this movie, it should be in post-production now, right? So, while they're still working on the kinks of the movie, it'll probably get a whole different sort of refined design anyway. So, that would be really great. See where we go from here. And I kind of wonder how uh, they're going to put Carnage in there. I heard Carnage is the villain of this movie, so I'm like, if he's the villain of this movie, huh, I can only imagine how they got Cletus Cassidy in there. So, I'm hoping for it. But with the way it's all played out and you see the torture of the character as he slowly but surely becomes Venom with the symbiote, it's right there. You never do see the host actually having a good time being the symbiote other than committing crimes and criminal nature. Such as, like, we see when Carnage is fully Carnage, he lives up to his name. Not to mention with the symbiote that is bonded to him, which in some cases, depending on what you read, I heard is actually a female symbiote, so... I don't know. But, like, at the end of the day, I just hope it plays out well, and I get my money's worth when I go see it on the second showing. But, you know, it's amazing what you can do when you keep your fandom in check, and you just remember that these movies are made for the masses to go to. So any of the technical stuff that, you know, we care about, like, say, like, if the Venom in the movie actually is immune to fire, but Sonic still can go ahead and wipe him out at any time, you know, little things like that, that'll bother us because we're fans and we grew up reading and, you know, dealing with the whole genesis of the character. Like, we really care about the technical stuff. But you see, like, all the superhero come in, boom, boom, bang, bang, save the world, all that kind of stuff. That's for the masses. That's what they love, you know? But, however, just to bother some of the hardcore fans out there, let's talk about some scenes from certain movies that kind of irk them. You know, like Superman snapping Zod's neck to save an innocent family. You know Zod was never going to stop, right? You know, like, anytime he tried to reason with him, Zod was just going to do what Zod wanted to do. He wanted to terraform Earth in a new Krypton. Remember that? Like, all that stuff that he was doing... He was never going to stop, and he was going to go ahead and wipe that family out. So a lot of y'all that complain about that, you would like the idea of Zod wiping that family out instead of Superman having to break his one rule to save them. But of course you know, this is Superman's first day on the job, technically, being Superman. So he wasn't really in control of himself. He might become that big blue Boy Scout that you don't like. I know a lot of y'all don't like him. I mean, I remember when we found out that it was the 80th birthday of Superman, a lot of y'all were like, Batman better, we be like Batman. I'm sure you do. But you see, the thing about it is, you gotta give it up to Superman, because Superman kind of laid the framework for all of this. But, you know, your history, my history, right? Right. Um, Batman fighting Superman in general. This is still going on. Oh, in that movie, you know, that movie was BS. I, I didn't like the way the movie was doing all the kind of stuff. Like, you know, Batman beating on Superman like that. Or Superman would just destroy Batman and stuff like that. It's a fandom thing. 
We're going to keep that going on for a long time. Matter of fact, everybody really likes to go ahead and do the whole Goku versus Superman thing. And it's like, I was hoping that would run its course. I mean, y'all really don't watch that series where Goku gets the crap beat out of him. And he has to kind of use the last bit of energy that he can to come back and, you know, and pull a win. You understand what I'm saying? He's always fighting people stronger than him. And chances are it depends on what Superman you're talking about. Now, if it was the one from Injustice that pretty much has NFG, I would love to see Goku fight that Superman. But as far as, like, the Superman that really is all about the city of cardboard and that he never really cuts loose unless he needs to, you know, at that point, that's just that's just play between them. I'd rather see it in a life-or-death scenario. That's just me, you know, but... As for Superman and Batman fighting in general, I mean, it really depends on who's writing the comics because there are times where Batman beats up people that, you know, technically as a human he shouldn't be able to, but he does. So, you know, it's just wild stuff. Anyway, going back into another section here. Black Widow needs her own movie. I thought she was getting one. I mean, is that is it real now that she's actually getting her own hero movie right now? Because... She could, she does deserve it. I will tell you this, she does deserve it, but here's the other part. Josh Whedon ruined her in Age of Ultron. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Okay, so she gets captured. Okay, it could have been anybody that could have gotten captured in that movie. Remember that um, Scarlet Witch was trying to hypnotize Hawkeye, but he went ahead and he was quick to stop her, put her in her place, but I said he was not into the whole mind control thing. That was smart. You see what I'm saying? And pretty much, Hawkeye was a hero in that whole damn movie. But when you look at it, though, it's like, he didn't ruin Black Widow. Black Widow helped out a lot in that movie. I mean, after all, how did Cap get his shield back when he was blasted off the truck? But you know what? Apparently, people don't pay attention to that sort of thing. When somebody has a moment of weakness or they get captured, they look like, Oh, you know, they can't do anything. They're they're not badasses in distress. And, you know, that happens periodically from time to time. There are moments where Batman is captured. You do know that, right? And I mean as Bruce Wayne. So I, I don't understand people. Okay, Ben Affleck just wasn't a good Batman. Okay, that really depends on what you're talking about. You know, BVS had its problems, yes, but it was a decent film. Underneath all that... All, all the hubbub and all that crap, there was a decent movie there. And it really depends on what cut you watched. But Ben Affleck was not the worst part of that movie. And then what with all that stuff going on at Warner Brothers, I would have left too. Of course, like, the whole thing with the Justice League, though, you know, Justice League got more than enough problems with it, and I've mentioned it enough on this show. Will I redeem it at some point? Depends on how far the DCU goes. And technically, this was supposed to be the episode of Redemptions, but... Eh, nah, we're gonna do something a little different this time. Let's see. Oh, this is the best one. I'm tired of superhero movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The number one golden reason. The one go-to speech of everybody are movie experts and pretty much have their own content where they talk about how they're tired of it. They talk about how overexposed it is. How it's not dis- not necessarily saving the industry, but it's destroying the industry. Ripping it apart from the ground. Showing how unoriginal everything is. Okay, you're right. To a point. Okay, see, that's what this episode is about. However, 
as you, some of you feel like you're not alone in it, or that subsector out there that thinks that, yeah, we can really change this whole thing by complaining about it. You see, Steven Spielberg said that superhero movies will go the way of the Western. Even though the Western is still around in some areas, not to mention the indie market, so Westerns have not died out. And then you got James Cameron recently saying that he hopes Avengers fatigue will settle in as there are more stories to tell in sci-fi. Now, before superheroes became their own genre, they were a part of sci-fi. They dabbled in everything at one one time. I mean, I think there was one time they even tried to call them family films. But you know, they dabbled in everything before they became their own. And see, what James Cameron's saying that, Avatar came out in 2009, a year after the first Iron Man movie. And we're still waiting on the sequels. And Terminator 6 is supposedly coming soon, too. He's supposed to have some influence in on that, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. I really think that Terminator's kind of been done since, like, the third movie, but, you know, it, it is what it is. But, you see, it never surprises me that directors with credentials like Cameron or Spielberg will speak out about the shifts and trends. They've been big players in the game. They've seen how everything has changed over the years, and that includes how the business is operating, you know, with the pre-sold franchise model. I mean, if he wasn't the creator of the Terminator franchise, would anyone give a second thought on what he said exactly? No. And since Avatar was successful in terms of production and technology, for me, I mean, he has a qualification for his views. But as it is Avengers time, it kind of feels like a setup just to push some heat. Because, you know, you have people out here who are very overprotective of the MCU, Allegedly, when it comes to Marvel Studios, they can do no wrong, especially when it comes to success. Even though the movies have been formalistic to a point. However, I don't need Cameron or Spielberg to prove that superhero movies are oversaturated. You can clearly tell every time we argue about upcoming films and how mainstream moviegoers cry for variety, yet doesn't look into the indie film market. There are plenty of stories to be told in all genres. And you see, this is where we as creators, all of us out there, every single one of you out there that are listening to this show right now, all of us indie creators, we need to start working on our materials, develop our skills, take rejection. Yes, that means tell everybody what you're doing and take the rejection at face value and then complete the stories we want and need to tell so we can rise to the status that James Cameron or any director has. You know, James Cameron used to live in his car, right? He fell on some hard times. James Gunn, who directs Guardians of the Galaxy, he was homeless at one point. A lot of people face hardship and strife, but if you have a vision and a dream, okay, instead of just complaining about it, tell yourself why you want it, but then actually put the work in for it. It's one thing to state the problem, but it is another thing to do something about it. And if anyone doubts you, you say, watch me, and then you get to work. And to be honest with you, this whole thing about superhero movies dying out, okay, the only way to stop a genre or a product is when people stop investing in them. So when people stop going to Marvel movies, or the very few that go to the DCU movies, that's when the superhero boom will stop. It happened with Universal Horror Films, and it happened with Hammer Horror Films. But where we live in this great technological boom, this is the superhero movie time. This is their time to go ahead and grow into their own. Why not? Why not have people watch the movies and enjoy and emulate and and be about the superhero trend? It's not that bad. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think a lot of people are mad because it's popular. I mean, let it ride itself out. I mean, some of y'all are trying to keep certain franchises alive. Like, you want to keep Alien alive. And you know, Ridley Scott said he wants to retcon a lot in Alien. You know that, right? So I can only imagine how that goes. And he has an ego. Because he didn't want to work with Neil Baumkamp's idea on Alien 5. I remember that. And then, of course, you got some people that want to keep the Predator alive. Which, by the way, the Predator is coming back. And they got the right people working on that. But still, it's like, you know, some of these franchises, they've had their time. And you see, we are so influenced by them. Yeah, we want to see some new stuff in them. Or maybe we want to step up and direct. And it's like this. Well, how come they haven't bought your script yet? You see what I'm saying? If you want to build a new franchise, you know what? Just go ahead and do it. Put all the stuff together. Make it happen. I mean, because for nine times out of ten, yeah, you got rejected. People made fun of you. People said, oh, this is more or less just the plot, the blah, 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 blah. They're going to do that. They're going to talk about you. I mean, for goodness sakes, if you've been listening to this show for a long time, you'll know. People will love to criticize and break stuff down before they ever create anything because, hey, you know what? They might have had a chance to create something and it just didn't stick to their vision or executive meddling came in or all this other stuff and they quit. And as they quit and the only way they could ever cope instead of just owning up to it, they could go ahead and start saying, oh, well, you know, that idea ain't going to work. None of that's going to work out. Oh, yeah, you know what? Good luck. Even though they're not serious about you having good luck, they're just saying to just say it. The whole point about it is to stop worrying about being a failure all the time, accept failure for what it is, accept rejection for what it is, accept criticism for what it is, and just keep doing you. And just keep building up on it. You don't have to work with everybody. You don't have to go to every damn after party. You don't have to be the most popular person out there. Everybody wants to be the wonderkin. Everybody wants to be the revolutionary. Everybody wants to be a top-notch celebrity. But when it comes to actual work getting done... Oh, no, that's hard. You see what I'm saying? See, me, myself, right? There are times where it seems like I'm not pushing enough or I'm not doing all this kind of stuff. But I am. I'm putting the time in for everything I want to do. Even to do this show, guys. But there are times like where, you know, the recording isn't right or there's too much background noise. Or from time to time, you know, the script just isn't written the way I want it to be written. And the only person I can talk to about that is myself, because I write the stuff. So you see, the thing about it is, is this. It's not easy, but at the same time, when you go ahead and you say, like, certain franchises need to die just because they're popular and stuff like that, and you're not putting in the work to even revolutionize or change anything, you look like a jerk. You really do look the way you sound and smell. And the thing about it is you got a lot of people out there on YouTube right now just doing all that kind of stuff. That's why the commentary area is big. That's why all that stuff out there is bigger because of criticism or complaints or uptightness about other things. When actually you should just go to work. If you want to be a filmmaker, be a filmmaker. But don't be just somebody with a camera just waving around and saying, Oh yeah, this is going to get me views. When somebody else out there already did it, already got the views... And they're going to say, oh, well, you're like this. That's just the way it is. People are going to compare to anything. But when you look at people like James Cameron, you look at people like Steven Spielberg, and they're talking about the superhero genre and the way it is because it is a new genre, or I should say a subgenre, that grew into its own, and it's booming during a technological height, where at the same time, that's all we know now. 
You see, the thing is, with Variety, go ahead and get your Netflix fired up and take a look at the bad movies out there. Take a look at the people that are actually taking the time to make movies and get where they need to be. But you see, when you're trying to build a brand here and you're trying to be that indie creator that'll eventually jump over the mainstream, you got to work for it. And you got to go ahead and not worry about how different your movie is entirely. You just got to go ahead and put together that product and make it complete and keep pushing for it. Do things a little differently if you can, but you don't have to run around and draw attention to it. And you see this man, much like how Ridley Scott is or any of these directors at their time, they're senior directors in the firm. Yeah, they know exactly how it goes. They've seen how the transition of things are. You know, it's just like John Carpenter too, you know. He actually left mainstream movies because he didn't like the way it was going. Especially when it came to Big Trouble in Little China's reviews. So, I mean, after a while, yeah, you'll get tired of the way the business is from time to time. But you see, until we stop investing in pre-sold franchises and start being open to newer things coming out, then we're going to keep doing this to ourselves. But you see, if you're somebody out there with me who actually has some stock in what they're trying to do, outside of J360 Radio, or anybody else out there that's actually networking so they can build that team, so they can get a bunch of things done, you got something there. And when people are looking for something new, you don't have to go ahead and scramble and get all your stuff written out, and it looks juvenile as crap, and then send it to them, and they'll be like, oh, uh, I want nothing to do with this. You only got no direction of what you're doing. But whereas it's something you've written, you've written, you've written, and you throw it out there to them, and they'll say, wow, this is very professionally done. I, I like the way this goes. Um, I love your pitch. I like what you're saying here. Let's go ahead and try to get some deals together. Now, it won't be as easy as that, but you would love to hear something like that, wouldn't you? So it goes like this. Take your rejection, take all that stuff in stride, take your fear, and just put it on the wayside and do something about it. Okay. It's just like with every episode that I've said so far. Are we in a hole? Are we in a media cycle where we just stick to what's familiar to us instead of venturing and going into something new? Is that where we are? You see? And if you answer yes to any of that kind of stuff, okay, take a look at it. Can you do something about it? Can you make the change? And if you can make the change, get to work. Turn social media off. Turn your phone off. Whatever it takes. Don't go out this weekend. I mean, if you want to go ahead and make changes, you're going to have to make sacrifices to make that change. And if you just can't do it, then you know what? Keep doing what everybody else do and complain and complain and complain. It's just that simple, you know? And I'm not going to be complaining about this stuff. I just bring this stuff out here to just let you know how crazy our society is, even though we all have the ability to bounce back from the crazy. It just takes work. But hey, that's all I have for you this week on the J-Man Show. And I want to thank you all for coming in to listen to me about this. And episode 54 will be coming next week. Hopefully it'll be coming on Wednesday. Hopefully. Matter of fact, I'm sure it will. But you know what, though? I just want you all to take care of yourselves until then. This is Jay, signing off.